Hey there, this is Adrienne Lopez, and I want to welcome you to the fourth episode of my brand new Mind Heart Space podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. This is a podcast for those of you who are interested in exploring your own human nature, those that ask questions about the nature of consciousness and the fundamental ground of being itself. In each episode, I dive into what it means to be fully realized in our humanity, fully embodied in both our mind and our heart. I'd like to frame this week's podcast by saying that perhaps in the light of the current events unfolding on our national stage, and maybe more than ever, that no one can feel safe or at home in their body when it is marked as a threat. As we recently witnessed with the murder of George Floyd, along with the woman Amy Cooper in Central Park, who used a man's color as a threat of violence by white law enforcement, and a trail of many other events which I won't get into here. And hence, these individuals find themselves in a perpetual catch-22 as no one wants to be in a body that is not safe, and yet they inhabit one. Whether that's caused by a marker of race, gender, sexual orientation, etc. Everyone on this planet deserves to have a domain where they feel safe, to feel safe in the place that they inhabit, to be at home in their own body, to be protected and honored and considered sacred because our body is our sacred temple, the place that higher consciousness has come to nest while it's here, expressing through you. It wants to be seen, accepted in all of us. We're meant to shine brightly in the fullness of who we came to this planet to be. The title of this week's podcast is The Great Remembering, titled as such to illuminate what's currently unfolding right now on both the national stage as well as a global one. While seemingly chaotic, are revealing symptoms of something extremely phenomenal going on underneath it all. There is a rearranging, a reorganizing, where we are all being called back to the truth of who we are at a fundamental level, or we're being given a chance to return. So get comfortable, sit back, relax, as I share with you my reflections on this strange but oh-so-real time we are traveling through together. Episode 4 The Great Remembering In a phrase, your life is a work of art and you are the artist. The human body, this organic temple and spacesuit made of flesh and blood and bone, is the most sophisticated instrument known to man. And the space between our mind and our heart is the command center from which we experience this thing called life. In fact, although Google Maps probably would never tell you this, 
the human nervous system was the original GPS on this planet. It is what locates us in the four directions of space and navigates our relationship to time. However, many of us, at no fault of our own, have been cut off or unplugged seemingly from accessing our natural vibration as wholly integrated energetic beings, which is our very lifeline to source. If you take a moment to get very still, let your attention rest on your breath, noticing the sensation of each inhale and each exhale, taking a moment to let yourself arrive in your body. You can feel it, can't you? When you really take the time to tune in, you can feel that you are connected to something larger than yourself, something more expansive than what you can see with your eyes or grasp with your other senses. In fact, it is our feeling that actually contains the powerful energy needed to propel us across the bridge of consciousness and transformation we are now being called to at this very moment in time. And what if I told you that emotions are a vibrational technology that can transform the entire human system and experience as most of us have known it? And it is available to regular people like you and me right here, right now. The catch is that we would have to actually be willing to feel our emotions, delve into them as data points containing vast amounts of information that we usually repress or ignore. Let me explain a little more about what I'm getting at here. E-motion or energy in motion allows us to access our intuition. And this has been traditionally associated with the feminine aspect of the self and has been greatly mistrusted, devalued, repressed, and demonized. So much so that our ability to attune and calibrate to the sea of energetic information around us is often overridden and unacknowledged because it's not even seen, because it is invisible. But that doesn't mean that it's not there, or that it isn't real, or that these invisible energies, like love and hope and peace and faith, don't have a real impact on how we live our life or the world around us. We are taught in our schools and in our thought and reason-laden world to identify ourselves merely with our thinking at the cost of all other aspects of our being. And this disconnect has happened to many people because we are socialized through collective filters imposed on us from the outside that negate our rich internal worlds our inner essence, and we are taught this from a very young age, cutting the mind off from the heart, leaving many lost and wondering what the purpose of life really is. 
The results have been grave, leaving us in a sort of bankrupt condition as we have not only been separated from nature, but also separated from the nature of ourselves. The mind has been isolated from the organic whole in which it exists and is asked to complete a job that it was not designed to do. This causes individuals to constantly search outside themselves in the realm of a dualistic view of reality based on subject-object relations, which is the level of awareness of appearances, but not the energetic level of awareness where everything originates. As quantum physicist Max Planck commented, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. We cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we talk about, everything that we regard as existing, postulates consciousness. And so, this is the way our nature has been hidden from us, right out in the open. As the old story goes, our treasure was hidden in a place we would never look, right in our heart. And it's modern-day revision. It's electromagnetic field. Scientists, for example, at the HeartMath Institute have discovered that the heart's electromagnetic field is actually much larger than the brain's. This is where we get into the quantum nature of reality and being itself. Because the scientific vocabulary for these forces were not available to the ancient authors of the great scriptures and the wisdom schools, they had to express these concepts in the linguistic domains that were available to them at the time. But one central message exists in all world religions and philosophies. We are all one. But we can see at the same time that many religions themselves contradict this message. For example, in the Christian tradition, we inherit the concept of faith that suggests all things are possible. While at the same time, it offers a anthropomorphic God possessing a personified will, a heavenly father in the distant sky who promises us a heaven in a distant future post-mortem so that the principle of power and creation itself is located outside of us in an entirely different realm that we will not find until after we die. This iconography, if you think about it, actually mirrors our incapacity or inability to connect with the vast amount of higher awareness, information, and knowledge in the form of energy that is all around us. In fact, we see that the true disconnect is actually with ourselves and our own true nature, always placed somewhere just beyond us. Yet, in the ancient texts of the Vedas as they inform us, 
knowledge is structured in consciousness, in the transcendental field in which resides all the impulses of creative intelligence responsible for the whole manifest universe. He who knows this field is established in evenness and the wholeness of life. I truly believe, as part of my own lived experience, that humans were meant to connect with this world, with the earth, with the cosmos, through the portal of their heart, because we are an essential part of these organic systems we inhabit. As I mentioned earlier, every spiritual belief system was originally founded on the principle of unity. We are not separate. We are not separate from each other, from matter, from this planet, or the stars. In fact, we are made of them. But all the same, many people don't even begin to scratch the surface of reality because we've forgotten how to live in the world. Or worse yet, we weren't given the tools to decipher truth from ignorance. And thus we've believed that the world of duality is primary, which we've confirmed through appearances, through our sights and our senses. Because our world couldn't reconcile two opposing truths, one presented by the Newtonian perspective of the universe, where humans as living subjects act on a dead, lifeless universe of objects, and at the same time hold the one presented by quantum physics, or at least Bohm's version anyway, which recalls the claims of the Vedas, we are a consciousness observing itself, that we live in the transcendent field of consciousness where creative intelligence is manifesting this entire universe. As quantum physics has shown us, our senses can only interpret data through a limited spectrum of light. There is so much more going on under the surface of matter and it's all energetic. An arena our minds can direct, but cannot decode, nor is it the originator of it. And so reason, logic, and the mind are like a blind person, shuffling around in a dark room, unsure which way is up and which way is down. And in our current reality, we perhaps see this more than ever, where people aren't sure what is real? What are the facts? They can't believe their eyes or their ears. We are now in the process of what I'm calling the great remembering. Perhaps the biggest remembering ever experienced or witnessed throughout the ages. And we have front row seats. We are having to return to ourselves and accept our own inner authority and knowing instead of referring to an all-encompassing source of information or Godhead outside of ourselves. We can't, even if we still wanted to, and many people still want to. But the crazy thing is, is 
but it doesn't seem quite possible any longer as these tried and true structures are crumbling right before our eyes. We are at the point where we want to create a beautiful new masterpiece, but we only have two colors, black and white, good and bad, right and wrong. And while these oppositions are great tools to distinguish and compare and judge matters of the material world, they don't get us where we need to be at at the heart level, limiting our ability to function in higher spheres of consciousness or awareness. But now you are being invited to what I call, as I just mentioned, the great remembering. It is based on a returning and a retuning to the entirety of who and what you really are. A re-entry to all the spheres of existence available to us. In the past, this has been limited through believing our body and the material world were our only vehicle. Our body travels in this world, but our body can't travel into our mind or into our spirit because it wasn't designed to travel outside of the physical level. However, we have different bodies or vehicles to travel mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and they were all united, layered one on the next, just like Russian dolls. In this way, we are a coalescence of matter or material and spirit or energy. This knowledge is at once both ancient and timeless. It belongs to everyone and no one. The yogis called these the five koshas. The Upanishads called this the gross, subtle, and casual bodies or veils. Mystery and wisdom schools have referred to these as the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies, or some combination of these depending. And when we learn to recognize and thus integrate the fullness of our true being, we can reach what many sages have called enlightenment or self-realization and even heaven on earth. Impossible? Some say. And based on the current 3D perspective, it is impossible. And that's why we need a new updated ontological paradigm that will more accurately reflect the quantum nature of our existence. This will require an entire mental expansion, a complete cognitive reset, which allow us to resituate ourselves in the context of our truly intimate connection with all of creation as creators. No matter what you call it, it is important to realize that there are different aspects of our existence that are currently available to us, that we are more than just this material body that many of us have let ourselves be reduced to out of fear, out of hypocrisy, out of control, 
and the reasons go on. But the good news is that the time has come to let all of this go. It is just a shell of a dead world. The time has come for the inner voyagers, the inner travelers to embark on their journey. The time has come to explore a new world and to claim your birthright. It is time for the great remembering of putting ourselves back together again. Something magical happens when the connection between the mind and the heart is reestablished. All of a sudden, you are back online and able to access the fullness of your life energy. And it starts with just a little bit at first until you begin to trust your own experience from within. You became your own authority instead of waiting for others to validate or recognize your experience. You are the scientist and your mind and your heart are the lab. And the only thing holding you back is your belief system and fear. So I invite you to join me on this great adventure where I will continue to explore the foundations of what it means to be human and the different vehicles we've been given and how we can develop them more fully so that they can support and create the kind of world that we dream of. Thank you for joining me for the fourth episode of the Mind Heart Space podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to The Great Remembering and heard something in it that invites you back home to yourself. Something that stirs a remembering of what it's like to be truly at home with who you are, where you are safe and protected, to have your own individual experience of life, and to know in your bones that just like everyone of the colors in the rainbow, we all have our beauty and purpose to embody and to share with others around us. It is my wish that you all have the courage and freedom to express it. In fact, this is the reason I created Mind Heart Space. I wanted to offer a space that encourages all people to embrace the fullness of who they are in the full spectrum of the light that they have brought to this planet to share. And I hope that something in this week's podcast has helped you do just that. And of course, I'm always interested in hearing from my listeners and readers. So if you would like to write me or ask me any questions, you can send me an email at contact at mindheart-space.com. Or if you would like to hear more of my content, please follow this podcast. Or if you'd like to find out more about my integrative coaching services, you can find me at my website, www.mindheart-space.com. Or you can check out my Facebook page 
at mindheart-space. Again, thank you so much for joining me. And in the meantime, please remember what a valuable treasure you are. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now.